0: So, episode 4 of the podcast, yes, with yes, uh, special guest Kane and the man from McRae. How are you guys going?
1: Hey guys. I'm good, how are you? Good,
0: good, good. Good
1: to have you on. Good, yeah, to, be it's good to be here.
2: So what have you guys been working on lately?
1: Uh, I've been working on my like, Ultramarines again,
3: um, my Shadows of Ultramar, Um good. And a little bit of nids.
0: I have seen the work with these shields that you have been doing with the wet blending and it is very impressive.
3: Thank you, thank you.
0: I don't know how you managed to do to it. I
3: wanted to try a new technique. so.
1: I can't look at them like, how did you do that?
3: I need to learn. <laughs> the masterclass on Warhammer Plus. Legit. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. I'll
4: have yeah. to check it out.
2: What about you, Kane? What have you been working
4: on? Me, I've been recently acquired some custodian bikes that I've been trying to mend together because their bases were a bit screwed. Yeah, what was wrong with the bases? The, I don't know what really happened to them. It looks like, because you know how you get those hover bases and they've kind of got like the, the bulb you put in the, the bottom of them, if that kind of makes sense? Yeah. It looked like they've just glued it, snapped it off. And then said, that'll do it, kind of. Thing. Yeah. I wouldn't know how else to describe it. But, yeah, they were pretty munted. But I've, I've kind of re-drilled them and stuck them on bases again so they're all back on them. And, yeah, really just waiting for them to get them primed and get them on the table. That'd be sick. What about you,
2: John? What have you been up to?
0: Myself, mate. Um, I finished a, another Oricon for my uh, Dakari. Um, I've now got one with the Agonizer, and he is, like, anessing, styling, profiling, you know, all that Ric Flair shenanigans, you know, oh, of he, he's on, you know, yeah, you know, diamonds in the rough and all that stuff, like, so <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, some lovely, lovely Incubi as well, um, I love painting some Incubi, got 15 models, I'm now down to about 10, so, uh, yeah, got one squad done but it uh, doesn't help that I keep dropping these models and having to re-glue their arms back together. No, don't ooh. drop the models, <laughs> because it's not a good ooh.
2: idea. <laughs> They're so <laughs> small and fragile, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially when you have a, a over-hyper, over-hyper cat as well who loves to just <laughs> run around and be like, ooh, plastic models, destroy. And then it's just basically <laughs> Godzilla all over your painting table. <laughs> By Titan...
2: My yes. cat's been obsessed with gaming tables lately. Every time I've set one up, he just wants to sit dead in the middle of it. Don't know what cats it is. Cats like though. Yeah, they're assholes.
1: They're a bit of a catastrophe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Basically, he's like, oh, give me treats or I'm going to destroy your models. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I mean, then, I mean oh, dogs, dogs Dogs are, are worse.
3: You? They will. They do literally eat things. Uh, no,
0: that was my Mephiston. Why? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, friend, I, I'm looking after my, the paints for my friend Rob and because um, he's away on maneuvers. Um, and he's got like about five or six paint pots that just have dog teeth marks all over them.
0: Oh, my God. Oh. I thought we were get high paint holders and be like, ha! Ah, I have to high ground. <laughs> it's a. Uh... Yeah, um, I think in regards to new stuff, I don't think there's any new things coming out recently, although I did get the new Thousand Suns Codex, and it is amazing. Yes, what do you think about that? So, um, a lot of people who I spoke to about who's also got the Codex, including myself, have agreed that they've kind of almost gone back to their old ways in regards to the 7th edition Codex, and in some ways is is not too bad, but it's it's like 7th, a different 7th edition with some new additions to it, Um, but overall, just a thousand suns are really good now when it comes to psychic powers. Um, so not all of them even cast on the fives. Like I think Magnus, like with some abilities, can cast like psychic spells like smite on like a three up, which is just nasty.
3: No, I mean they were they were good they were good in seventh. They were good in seventh. I think they got really horribly nerfed in eighth. So they they needed something like to make them. Good again, because you know they're they're a full psychic thing.
1: And they, need, they need to be good, you know. Yeah, they are really
2: nasty. Yeah, I definitely think they've gone down a really good path with some of the things they've added to the codex.
3: I mean, they've 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 they've, they've play tested this this edition and all the codex is really well, um, in my opinion. I think they've they've done their due diligence and they've got everything in the right place, and we won't. I don't think we'll reap the benefits fully until everything's out, right? And we we see the whole roadmap, as it were. And a lot of us are kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, the, the, like some codexes were underwhelming, um, and some codexes don't make sense. But I think maybe when we get to the end of it, when they do the full release schedule, it'll all, if we get there, because we know what GW's like. Additions don't always pan out. I reckon when we get to the end of it, everything will make sense.
2: Oh, for sure. I'm hoping that like once we get all the codexes out, we actually get a good solid amount of time before the new edition. Because I noticed with 8th, the newer codexes come out and we change to ninth pretty quickly after that. So there wasn't really enough time for some of the later codexes to really set in.
3: Yeah, I mean I think I think the issue with 8th was I think they had the plan of what they were tra- what they're trying to do with 9th was this was meant to be an edition that there was never meant to be a 9th edition I don't think. I think they were trying to create a system where they could just update continually without having to release a whole new edition. It was just we'll release new codexes within this edition. But there were some teething issues with 8th that didn't pan out. And I think with 9th they've they've got it they've got it pretty much bang on with the main gameplay for the rules. So they, they they can get they can try and keep this edition around for like five to ten years.
2: Yeah, which would be good. I was gonna say Kane's only played in eighth and ninth. So how do you feel the difference
4: between eighth and ninth was? Uh, I, would, I wouldn't. not really know how to describe it because I don't have the experience of going into a new edition as a as more of a new player transitioning over from editions though. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good experience to. Learn it and adapt to it, but also like the like what you guys are saying, having the new codex comes out. Um, we're in that awkward stage of like not everyone's kind of up to scale a bit. It's a little bit annoying, but yeah, 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 for sure.
3: I think I think COVID didn't help with that either because
2: oh, like no.
3: trans- oh, no. transition transitioned in COVID, so most people are now having their first game a ninth.
1: Yeah,
3: in the last like month or so. So it's it's really really hard to gauge it as an addition globally.
2: They're only just starting to open up events and tournaments throughout America.
3: Yeah, like, yeah. It's, so it's really it's really hard because I mean, COVID. I mean, that's the thing when you release anything during like something like that, it's not going to have its full effect in the community. You're you're basing it on your individual experiences, which is sometimes not as good as when you've got the whole group doing it.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, my store is slowly starting to open up games again, so I'm so excited. So they're starting off with Kill Team, and then if it goes well, then uh, they'll allow people to play like the bigger games, and I'm just like, oh, yes, bring it on. Like, I can't wait. <laughs> so I've told the guys at the store, because uh, I've got them all on Facebook, I'm like, yeah, just, just message me when you're doing games again. I'll uh, I'll pop up with some uh, go up a and fishnets and just... Uh, <laughs> show how to really be played i mean i can't say much because i lost at devon a couple months back but uh it kind of reminds me from the conversation we had um regarding the codex update saying like you know tau really need the update codex and i'm not sure how games workshop have their yeah. algorithm for the update codexes but tau need one so bad and i um, so I think I don't know if there's an order to how they're doing them or when they get or when they test gameplay. I don't know how they make the decision on, okay, this comes first because this is more needed than that codex, or if it's just, oh, okay, now we'll just do this one first because we have no particular order or anything else.
3: As far as I know, the they've got a rough idea of where everything's going. In the release schedule It's just whether they get there By their set period of time
1: Yeah
2: I think
3: they they already They know where everything's slotting in It's just getting it done
2: Yeah for sure Because I know even at the start of this year The Jakari Codex was supposed to come out In January But that was pushed back to the end of February So Hmm. that's one Codex alone That was two months pushed back
3: I mean, I think as well as like you watched all the YouTube channels that were doing bat reports and stuff like that, and they're still seeing it now. that the ND the NDAs they signed are still in, you know, still in like play because there's stuff that they've play tested that hasn't been released yet. So they there's there's companies out there that already know parts of the roadmap. Yeah. So we know that there's the future releases are already planned out because they've already play tested them all.
2: Yeah, tabletop tactics talk a lot about. um like when something comes out, they're like, well, we've seen what it's going to do in the grand scheme of the game. So just be patient sort of thing.
3: Yeah. It's the same with uh, Liam Dempsey. He's, he's, he's been saying that as well. He's like, I know what's coming out next and you know, it's exciting. So you need to be patient and see what happens.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's difficult for some people, obviously, you know, when you're a big fan of the hobbies, like, no,
3: I want it. now."
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it can be, but I mean the thing is you've got like as a War- as a Warhammer fan and a Warhammer player, you have to remember that there has always been problems with getting codexes out. This is not a new thing. I mean, if you look at like seventh there was plenty of people who didn't get codexes. And like oh, Chaos Space Chaos Space Marines. There was there was a massive like four year period where nobody had a codex.
1: You know, yeah, know. Like, has- for
2: that was a big problem through 5th uh, and 6th. So, like, Pyranids would run off, like, the 4th edition codex. No, maybe it was Orcs. One of them was running off a of 4th edition codex all the way through until halfway through 6th edition. So it was yeah. like, they had no schedule. It was just release something every now and then.
3: Yeah. This, is, this, is, this has been the most concise edition for a release schedule because they've actually got one. And, and we know they've got one. Because people have talked about it, so I feel like they're doing their their job way better this this time around than they've ever done.
0: Yeah, which for I can, sure.
3: you've got you've got to respect that. You know, you've yeah. got to respect. It.
0: And and I think that's good because you know companies like Games Workshop learn from their mistakes sometimes. But <laughs> I think because
3: I think people in the modern day don't have any patience, I think that's the problem. You know, people's patience for waiting for stuff over the last like five years has dwindled ridiculously, so everybody wants everything now. But the problem they don't realise is when you're running a company the size of GW and with the kind of scale of the books that you put out and the balance of a a, a meta for like a tournament system, you've got to be very very concise with what you do, and that sort of stuff takes time. Yeah. People don't understand that sometimes.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's, uh, it's it's pretty much the same scenario with the uh, PlayStation Five, and it? it's just like. Yeah, I've been trying to get them for ages. But at this point, I'm just like, you know what? I'll wait till they're just in stock in general because with there's so much stuff going on. I've kind of realized, oh, well, I don't really need one. It's just I want one for the sake of being able to have one, you know, and say, oh, yeah, I got a PS5. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's,
3: it's genuinely it's the same with the Xbox as well. It's like, I've been waiting until it comes into Argos so I can get it in Argos and pay it up, but they don't have any. Um, and at this point, I'm just like, yeah. I don't need one. I can wait.
2: What games are you um, most excited for to come out in the next gen consoles? Oh, because they had all the PS Five um, game releases teas. That Marvel. I mean, the, the next Elder,
1: the next Elder Scrolls, probably. But I'm. Oh, you'll be waiting, not sure years, man. Be- yeah. Kane, what
2: about you? What What, what game are you waiting for?
4: I'm uh, waiting for the new God of War, that looks awesome.
2: Oh, that well,
4: looks like yeah. sick. I was super upset that I sold my PlayStation 4 and I never played the the what, when they revamped it all. I've only played like the originals and yeah it was massive let down because that game looks baller. Oh,
0: yeah. I will say it did not let down at all. <laughs> it was <laughs> phenomenal. But uh, one thing I will say is I now I've heard Rumors. I'm not sure if it's true that they might be making a Space Marine 2 game. Another I company taking no. up and carrying on. I mean, on that that, that would
3: be cool. That would be cool, but I, I don't see it. But because they're not, they're not that. I don't know if they're that big in pushing the games these days. Because they they keep making them and they keep flopping.
0: Yeah. I think it's have the you guys game played... biggest game today. I feel like, and they need to make another game like that because everyone played it.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was it was popular. It was a very popular game, but I mean, if you look at the things that they've done recently, you know, none of those it's games fun. have hit the heights they wanted them to.
2: Yeah. What were you going to say, Kane?
4: Have you, have, you, have any of you guys any played the new Necromonda games or anything like that?
0: No.
3: No. Nah, I've not played them. I've, I've I've been I've been I've almost got them, but I think I got the last one I got was Stormground. And Stormground yeah. and its base principle was really fun, but it was just overall really they made it they made it far too difficult. Because yeah. you basically you do the campaign and you get so far into the campaign and if you die you start from the very beginning of the campaign. Oh. Like every time.
4: Oh wow. It, yeah, wow
3: it's just, just hell I mean you go right back to the start where you're doing the tutorial and the first mission and it's just like you keep some of your stuff and you keep new guys but you still have to play through it all over again it's just like after you've done it like 10 times and dying you're just like no I can't be bothered
2: yeah fuck that this is just
3: this yeah, is just too hard and you time. can't unlock any of the new the new characters until you finish the campaign with the stormcast, and it's like I'm not doing this I want to yeah. play with the death, the death guards like the Nurgle stuff but I'm not playing through like a whole campaign of dying every time and restarting because that's just going to be horrible.
2: I've um I've no, played the Inquisitor um, Martyr. It's not as new, but I enjoyed that. It was like Diablo style. Yeah, um, yeah, I really
3: like I like the look of that one. I wanted to get that one, but like I missed it the last time it was on offer.
2: Yeah, no, it's really good because you got the different play styles. Like you can play the heavy gunner, or you can be a psyker, or you can be like an assassin. So there's so many different ways to play. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: It mm-hmm. is good, and it reminds me of Kill Team that came with the Space Marine pre-order.
1: Uh, hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, it was. It always looked
3: like a really tempting game. So does I mean, like, was it Hired Gun was the one that came out at the same time as Stormground? That looked really fun as well, but I heard it was as buggy as anything.
4: Yeah, uh, Hired Gun looks awesome to play. I haven't heard anything about it, but it looked like a cool concept of you being the mercenary in like, the Hive Cities. Going around I, uh,
3: the gangsters, it, report. Yeah, it looked really cool, but I think like I like I waited a week till it had been out and I'd seen the initial reviews, and everyone just said it was really fun, but it was glitchy and buggy, and there was just a lot of problems with it. And I've not I've not read anything recently to see if it's actually improved after the patches. Yeah,
0: the only other console games I've played really with to Warhammer is Space Hulk because Space Hulk is brilliant. Um, but they did oh, two versions, of the regular Hulk. Space Hulk and Space Hulk Tactics, which are both phenomenal. And then they did... Oh, I'm trying to think what it was. I think I th- it's some—it's another Space Hulk game, but it's first person um, and you're actually playing as a Terminator and you're going around like just shooting Tyranids and then you get to choose what weapons you want on your Terminator. I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Was the, Hulk, was that was yeah. the... Space Hulk Deathwing. Yeah, yeah Death Deathwing. Wing.
3: That was that that was really fun, that one. I really enjoyed that one.
0: But I, I can, I'm struggling to complete it because I can't do it on my own. I get to a certain part in the game and <laughs> just like, oh, if I don't have ammo, oh here's the turn is um <laughs>
3: <laughs> But I think I think the issue is like the thing with Space Marine, Space Marine was a really good game whether you liked Warhammer or not. It was just yes. a good game. I think the problem with a lot of the games that they do, other than that, is they're really crap games, but we like them because we like Warhammer.
1: Oh, yeah, so yeah. we we <laughs> overlook
3: difficult. we overlook the issues.
1: I think is we, true.
2: we don't get a lot of choice. So it's kind of like this Warhammer games that are out of what we have. So we kind of got to just accept some of them be like, look, it's not the greatest, but it's better than not having anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dawn of War is great, and I'm talking like the OG Dawn of War, like the First One, Winter Soul, Soulstorm, and Dark Crusade are probably, they are, in my opinion, the best Dawn of War games. The other ones just don't feel the same. Right. I mean, yeah, no.
3: Dawn of, Dawn of, Dawn of War was yeah, Total War is really good. It's, it's 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 a it's a sensational series of games. And I think I mean I think they all have their own merits, but I think the fact of the matter is you were never going to go wrong with a real time strategy game because you know everybody already knows Command and Conquer was and Starcraft were super popular. So you they just built on that template. It was very hard to go wrong with that.
1: Yeah. Same with Total War. Oh, Total War is so good. Into
0: War, I used Total War use Run Two, and that's just up there. Be like, yep. I conquer everything
4: now. <laughs> so, do you guys play on PC or are you console guys?
0: I am um, mainly console, um, but I've still got my PS2 so I can even play uh, the Far Warrior game as well.
3: <laughs> oh, that's going back a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah uh, mostly so mostly console, little bit of PC, but I don't have a proper PC anymore. So, very much limited to console gaming. Yeah,
2: enough. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation.
0: <laughs> That's only because I got screwed over by Xbox, so they can go do one. Wow, what happened there? So I purchased a game um, and it was on sale like, for like two quid or something like that. I, I can't remember the exact price, but either way it was on discount. Um so then you don't have to pay the full price of the game because I think the full price was initially like 40 quid and it was super cheap um, so I bought it and then when I checked my balance after it ended up making me pay the full price for the game because they said oh as soon as I made the purchase the deal had just ended and I'm like well that's a load of rubbish because the deal says it's still on offer Um yeah. and it was just a load of back and forth and yeah, and after that I was just like, right, well, I'm, I'm done with you then. Like, I don't like it when companies try and screw you over like that, and the guy I was just talking to was just a complete dick, so yeah, but now I'm on PlayStation, I've had no problems since.
2: Look, fair enough.
1: Yep, that's fair.
2: <laughs> um, I was looking on the Warhammer community website, and they posted about these ORC conversions. I've sent them into the chat have a look. Some of them are just so oh they're so good.
3: They're yeah just... I've seen those popping up. They're 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 pretty cool.
1: Oh no that is
2: a... I love the um one that's got the two squigs up front.
3: It's... Yeah it's kinda of like like almost like a pod racer.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh I think they do that on Warhammer Pod Racer series.
3: Yeah <laughs> I've actually, like, yeah. the bike in the middle. I've actually, the one guy in the middle of the axe, I've got a one, I built one very similar to that. It's basically like an
1: org riding a plasma, a plasma cannon off a Redemptor Dreadnought. Yeah, no, that looks sick. There's actually some cool
2: ideas there. Like, that looks like a thermal cannon for a knight. Yeah. That almost looks like it. Look like, uh,
1: that one looks... Vibes.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're night bits because that one's got a night faceplate. That one's like the night, like the top of the head. Oh, cool. Yeah, I just love how orcs are just. Oh, uh, someone, someone called it. It's really bad. They're just screaming green retards that throw things together and just it works.
3: Yeah, but it's 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 beautiful,
2: right? <laughs> it's
0: absolutely it should, beautiful. Absolutely should not work, but here it is, and it looks great. <laughs> It reminds me of a sound of something that did on TikTok, and it goes, "Here comes the boys, hello there." <laughs> <laughs> <was just> <laughs> I can't wait to get an
3: orc army. they're definitely the they're definitely the best for like kit and conversions. Like you can literally do anything. That's the, 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 there's right. so much fun you can have with orcs.
2: And no one's even going to question it. They're like, "Yep, checks out."
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, this one's for you, Ross, because you're a Ultramarine player. How do you feel about this new model? And there's another one. This one, the new Horus Heresy Ultramarine ones.
3: I mean, they're really, really pretty. I mean, I've I like, I think Ultramarines just do it so so well i mean i love the armor i love the kind of like the pomp and ceremony about them right but again they're ridiculously expensive most of the time (laughs) and yeah no one's gonna pay it for them i mean i'd love to run them as like captains and lieutenants and stuff in my my main my main army but i'm not paying the money for it
2: no it would be so expensive
3: they are super super pretty you know i really like how the
2: the non-terminator ones got like, it really hones in on the Roman aspects to it.
3: I, I mean, like, the, the, the Horus Heresy stuff they do, they, they really go, like, really, really hell for leather and doing the whole um, Roman theme, which is brilliant. And it's gorgeous, yeah. and that's one of the things that attracted me to Ultramarines in the first place. But I wish they'd do that sort of level of detail in the normal Ultramarine kits.
2: Right. Because they seem to make the normal Ultramarines just very bland, so that they're the basic army to use. Yeah, I
3: mean, it's like they do that with most of them. You think the only other armies they do, like, I mean, they've got the upgrade kits for Ultramarines, which is fine. But I mean, like, you get your Dark Angels and your Blood Angels that get like specific Dark Angel and Blood Angel guys. Yeah, which the Ultramarines don't really get that as much. Yeah, and people always say, "Oh, like Ultramarines are the poster boys and stuff like that." And it's like, yeah, because it's like the army they paint it up as, but their models are incredibly generic. Yeah for the most part.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I think Space Marines are the only army because technically, in my eyes, they don't really have any named characters. I mean, if you look at their HQs, it's just, oh, it's a captain or a lieutenant or something like that, you know? It, it, it's very much the standard bearer, you know? Um, and then you look at all the other armies and, like, oh, yeah, this is like... Uh, is Okay, so for Space Wolf, you know... Um,
3: I mean in mean Space Wolves take 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 the best to be fair.
0: Yeah, I mean obviously you've I mean. got Logan, you've got Bjorn, Handed.
3: You've got uh, Ragnar, you've got um what's their wolf priest he did? Uh Ulrich. Um, the like
0: Slayer. Yeah, Ulrich. Yeah,
3: yeah there's or- they, yeah. there's tons, there's tons of Space Wolf characters. See, now
0: this this is one of the boys is is it Nile Stormcaster or is it because I call it Nigel Stormcaster just for lulls. laughs. Nigel, <laughs> Nigel, yeah, Nigel Stormcaster.
4: Nigel
0: Stormcaster. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. some models, they just, I feel like they really do this on purpose. They're like, oh, yeah, let's completely mess with them and be like, yeah, let's have a debate on what they call it. Yeah, lad, let's just call it Nigel Stormcaller or Stormcaster or something. I don't
3: know. It's probably <laughs> it's meant a to be Neil, n- Neil or something like that, but. Yeah, it's probably something Norse.
0: You could go, oh, look at that, he's our knowledge on the board, mean like, for job. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: only works if you're Bristolian.
0: Exactly? <laughs> <laughs> our knowledge on the board again, like. <laughs> no knowledge. Oh,
2: uh, man. And then this model is for everyone. This is probably one of my favourite characters come out of Horus Heresy. Like mm. model wise. It's so pretty. Yeah. I know it's definitely it's epic. That
1: is nice. Can you see a mix of like uh, yeah,
0: a okay. helper and a demon print?
2: Yeah, it's it's to represent the first heretic, I think, but either way it just looks fucking cool.
0: Yeah, no, it's so pretty. I like how you see all the guts out from the space ring, just like breakfast. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a big awesome. fan of that
2: one.
3: Yeah, no, they I mean, they, do, they give you give GW their due. They do,
1: they do some great work when it comes to making stuff look super pretty. Yeah, no, but
3: again, I, th- I feel sometimes like can that can be intimidating for noobs as well because they look at that stuff and they go, "I'm never gonna get to be able to paint it that way." I mean, I wish sometimes they'd show stuff in grey plastic. Yeah, just yeah, it's like,
2: yeah, I definitely get what you say because, like, especially looking at like the ultramarine ones there, like all the details touched on, like that, that intimidates me. Like I look at that and I'm like I, yeah, I wouldn't even know where to start. I
3: mean to be fair I mean I prob, I could probably get it close I mean my face work's not great I mean I could probably get it close to that but it's it's like you look at it and you go, I can't be bothered
2: yeah yeah but no, that looks like a massive time sink into these models
3: yeah I mean it's like that's going to take like like a good 5 days to like just do like a squad and that's just too much effort <laughs> We ain't doing this hobby to put effort in yeah, one. I, I mean, there are certain there are certain things where I will like there'll be one off like models where I'll go. Yeah, I'm going to put like a lot of effort into this because I want it to look really good. Like you know, like the war dog I did the other day. Like yeah, legit. I will put effort into stuff like that because I want to. But even that, if it takes me more than a couple of days, I lose my motivation for it and it'll just sit on a shelf. And I won't finish yeah.
0: it. I think. I mean, I don't know if you guys feel the same. like when you paint your models, do you feel as if ever sometimes you set your own expectations too high? Um, sometimes I feel like I do this, like I feel like I've got an idea, but it's just I think where it's so complicated that when I go to try it, it doesn't work how I want to want to do it, and then it's really frustrating.
2: I get what you're saying, but I know I'm a shit painter, so I'm just like, look, most of the time I'm impressed with models, because I'm like, damn, actually, better than I thought.
1: I feel feel like I,
3: I think since I started doing TikTok, I think there's a slight pressure there to, you know, get better than I am. I feel that more now, and I feel like I'm trying to push myself to be a better painter, because because i want to show people what i can do
1: yeah
3: And my what? my friend my best friend who's paints on a five up on TikTok, she's a pro painter and yeah. like we were we were just we were just spitballing the other day and she's like well i can't wet blend and i was like i want to try and wet blend now because you can't do it i want i want to see if i can <laughs> do it
2: <laughs> I yeah like, i gotta hey, storm up
3: yeah, yeah, so She was we were we were we were we were kind of like she was giving me some constructive criticism about me like being lazy with layering and stuff like that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, she when she soon as she said that, I was like, oh, I think okay, I I'm going to try and wet blend. So I watched the masterclass <laughs> video, and I was like, I'm going to give this a go. And I thought, oh, you know, I'm, i think from my first couple of attempts, I I think it's not bad to be fair. Um, and it's not as it's not as like. You will think about it, and it's like it's so intimidating. But like when you get it down to the base principle, it's not actually that that hard to do. It's time yeah, consuming, right. but it's
2: not that hard to do. So do See, I feel, feel like you um... just. Uh, I was just gonna say, I feel like you're saying now, like, oh yeah, it's just it's not that bad. Just so you can rub it in her face, you're just like, yeah, I can wet blend. I mean, like. <laughs>
3: I can understand, like, like, I mean, I can see, like, when she's, like, when she's trying to do it, she's, she, I don't think she's practiced much, I think she's just gone straight into doing it on models, and, like, on small yep. panels and stuff like that. and I think on smaller panels, it would be massively difficult. Sure. On a shield or something like that, like, you've got a lot more room to work, so I think until I try it on a, like, shoulder pad or something like that, I can't say I can wet blend properly, I mean, I can do it on a shield easily enough, but, yep. like, doing it on something really small, I think it would be still quite hard to do. Just because of like the angles you're trying to get it from, but yeah. I think I think it's important as like painters and stuff like that to try to like, like Jordan said, if you're feeling like your expectations are too high, I think they should be high, and I think you should always try and do new techniques as much as you can, even if it's something you're not comfortable with. I feel like you need as a painter, you need to, if you want to do it as like you know, we're on TikTok, we're obviously wanting to show off our work. You know, we're obviously wanting to be part of a community and, like, help everyone be better at what they do. But I feel like we've got to push ourselves and, like, try a new technique every chance we get. Even if it's something that scares the kick out of us, we've really got to go for it. I'm, I'm, I,
1: don't yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about I don't know about yourselves.
3: When I first started painting, painting was quite scary anyway. And, like, I know people say, oh, I don't want to try this new technique because it scares me. And it's like, well... Painting was scary to begin with, and we overcame that. So let's keep going.
2: Yeah, well, like you're saying about TikTok, like it gives you that accountability now because it's like you kind of can't just cop out of things because you don't want to. Because like you said, you've got that level now where you want to show off what you can do. So it's like those things that you put off and you're like, oh, you actually are like, you know what, let's do it. And then when you can do it, you get to show it off and people get to hype it up. And you're like, damn, I did a good job. Like it's good. It's good for yourself to just get that.
3: Yeah, it, de- it definitely is. Uh, I mean, I think I've painted more models in the last year since I've been on TikTok than I painted in the three years previous.
2: I can say the same, and I've painted one model.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thanks to TikTok, I mean, I've, I've painted so much. I mean, I've, I've, lit, I've painted two full armies. And I'm working on my third I've fully painted a probably about a two thousand five hundred point thousand sons army, and I've fully painted a six thousand point Tau army mm. um and now I'm working on my dakari, which is probably easily about maybe again two thousand five hundred or three thousand points worth overall um and it's just insane um but I'm enjoying it, you know. Um, and I think the good thing with TikTok is that for people who are starting in the community, they are seeing all the help and guidance in the comments and be like, oh, yeah, if you want to improve, do this or do that or check out my video on my profile. And this is how I go about this. So, you know, I feel like it gives people who are new to the hobby um, a better opportunity on not being so um, shy when it comes to sharing their models. um I've I've seen so many people improve over time, just where their confidence is growing, and it's great to see.
2: Yeah, for sure.
4: Just by them trying kind
1: of stuff. Yeah. yeah.
3: TikTok has been a, a good power for the community. I think, I mean, I think I need, more people need to utilize it. Um, yeah, Kane <laughs>
1: <laughs> Notably yeah, smiling like... during this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, I feel like I feel like the community on TikTok's great. I mean, there are I think there are some negative kind of things where it's a case of I feel like some people are in it just solely for the attention, and they're not they're not for the community. If you know what I mean, there there's certain people that don't that don't follow back. Right, a lot of the people who follow them. And I feel I like do feel that with some that that kind of that kind of takes away from what we were trying to build or the videos that we did to, like, share everybody's profiles and stuff like that. You know, everyone following everyone and everyone trying to get everyone where they're supposed to be so we can all do lives together and have fun. I feel there's a lot of, not everyone, but there are a few people in the community who just, that you you can see it, they've got, like, 2,000 followers and they follow back, like, 100.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is
3: so frustrating. I I feel that's really negative and really, kind of, like, bad on their part. And, I mean, if they are listening, you should feel bad about it because it is bad.
1: It, we were trying to build feel... a
3: community where we where we all worked together as, like, a kind of, like, you know, almost socialist kind of Warhammer community where we all boosted each other. Yeah, It wasn't, sure. wasn't just about you getting your numbers up, you know.
2: Because then what's the point? Like, you get your numbers up, but it's like, yeah, great. Now what? Like, we've got this yeah, community I mean, you... and like... Once you hit that thousand, like I stopped caring about what my follower count was because I was like, well, I've got that thousand now. I can do lives, not that I ever do, but like I can, yeah. and I can join in, and that's what's fun for me, and that's what the whole community is about. So it's like, I, mean,
3: I was lucky. I was lucky enough early on that I got hundred and eighty thousand views on one video. That's so nice. I can, I can do my, I can do the creator account and stuff like that. So I was lucky in that aspect. Cause I shared I think It was the kill shot from like the Ultramarine movie. Yeah. Uh, where basically Sean Pertwee's character basically just bends down, shoots, and it does the zoom in on the bullet, and it like flies and kills the Chaos Space Marine. Like I, that one got like a hundred and eighty odd view, eight hundred eighty odd thousand views. So that lets me do the like creator aspect of it, because I need a hundred thousand views to do that. Yeah. Right. So that was just that was a random weirdness. I didn't think it was gonna <laughs> see that get that many views. Like I just stuck it up because I thought it was cool. Yeah, no, no. I follow. I'll actually follow anyone I think looks cool. Anyone that is funny, you know. I've got like I follow like nine thousand accounts. Yeah, on TikTok and like. There's you know, no that, shame in have... that
2: though. Like, um, no. There seems to be a stigma that if your follower count is like lower than your following, then you're doing something wrong. But it's like no, it just shows you're supporting more people.
3: Yeah, I mean, I want to see stuff that makes me giggle, and that's like you know, so I can share it with other people. I don't give a crap that my follower count's higher than my following, you know. As yeah. a, as you said, like when you hit a thousand mark, there's nothing
2: else past that. No, you just you're just doing it now because that's what's fun. Yeah, I and mean, like Cosplay so, like... so
3: popular, like you're gonna you're not oh. gonna get you're not gonna get noticed. Like Wes Hammer was in from the beginning, and he's got like thousands upon thousands of followers. You know, you're yeah. not going to get to that level. I mean, look, look at look at Mini War game and even they're struggling to get like as many followers as Weshammer.
2: right? And they have the name
0: to back them up. Yeah. Um, I think the thing, I think thing is, it depends how active you are, and I don't really see. And I've been following many War on on TikTok for some time, and I don't see them very active on there. Um, personally, anyway, from my perspective. I mean I remember uh I caught uh, I caught them live and they and David just started his live stream and like he only he was only live for like five minutes and then it ended and I was like, oh man. That was all <laughs> like, super gutted. I was just like oh I, I mean, was kind I think, of just vibing in the chat for a bit. I this think was awesome. I
3: think they, they they mostly they mostly focus on Instagram and YouTube and I and and they do Twitch as well, and I think that's I think that's fair. Because they've well, that, got a lot on the
2: plate, right? And that's their business model that they go off. Like they're at a point where they're they're making money off it, so they've got to keep making money off it. So, so yeah, things like definitely... TikTok, it's a nice little on the side, but they're not going to make the money off it. So it's going to yeah. drop in priority where something like Instagram or obviously a YouTube video will
0: actually pay them.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. I mean, one thing I like about one thing I, I do when it comes to like the Warhammer community though on TikTok is people who I follow um, and follow me back is when they finally reach that 1k mark I've always popped a message being like you know congratulations and stuff like that
1: yeah
3: yeah no it's, it's, it's definitely, definitely like, like like we're definitely I think a lot of us are very much about well, I mean a few of us I think and I wouldn't say most of us most of us a few of us are about making everyone better and making everyone happy and making it a good place for everyone to be whereas, you know, as I said earlier a lot of people are about just getting their numbers up and I think if you're doing it just to get your numbers up you're hurting the community
0: more than you're helping it. Yeah, for sure. I think in my eyes when I see stuff like that <laughs> it, it feels like it's like a lack of respect as well. Oh yeah, totally it, totally it is. It, it's like it, Okay, so the best way I can describe it, its imagine going into a McDonald's, but they don't make the cheeseburger properly, and it's like they, they don't give you the bun; they give you all the pickles in the world, and you're just like, "Excuse me, <laughs> did I ask for this?" No, I mean its, it's I mean
3: it's almost—it's almost, it's almost <laughs> like that, but it's almost like you're running the McDonald's, and you're only making nice cheeseburgers for like one or two people, but the massive amount of your customers are getting like crap ones.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, like, that's it.
3: It's like, it's like you're not good enough to have a proper cheeseburger. You can have like a chicken nugget and leave. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just the one. Yeah, you're just the one nugget.
0: Leave. It's worth that chicken nugget, neither. It's just plain. You're not getting any dip at all. <laughs> but I feel, I
3: feel like it's like if someone, if someone follows you because they like your stuff, the least you can do is follow them back. Hundred percent you know, it's like, like they're they're giving you the respect of going, right, I'm going to follow this person and I'm going to watch their videos and I've had people come on mine and sit for like, because I've got tons of videos on mine for like hours going through like liking, commenting I mean, that takes time the yeah, least I can do the least I can do is give them a follow back and go check if they've got any videos and I can guarantee you, out of all the people that we've had in our community not everyone does that
1: no that's not especially
3: sure. not the ones especially not the ones that have got low counts where they're not following people back they don't go and go through everyone's account and check they've checked them out and that for me is a, is a is a, a lack of respect 100% I feel
0: like the the, the I feel like in regards to um the, the, I feel like there are a lot of good um, inspiring Warhammer TikTokers though that do show that respect back and I want to give a shout out to these TikTokers because I feel like they really do represent a good image. Uh, Man from McCrag, you, uh, you're one yourself, as well as Average War Gamer. Um, yeah. But, uh, people like Devon Minish and War Games, uh, Bubble, um, Let's Make It Orky. You know, these are like some of the biggest TikTokers, including yourselves. And just the level of respect is so high. Uh, there are definitely others, so I'm I'm sorry if I've not given you guys a shout, but these are just a few examples of the amount of respect that these people give. It's just amazing, and it's something to inspire to, and that people need to do more of. Yeah, I mean,
3: you look at Devin. I mean, the fact of the matter is, Andy's got 10k followers, and every time, like, even I, when I go on his videos and I like interact with his videos, he always takes the time to comment back like my stuff and he'll come and do it on mine as well and he's at 10k followers you know he's got a lot of stuff going on on his page but he always takes that time to come and you see him on on other people's accounts where the people have got like 100 followers or something and he's going and commenting on their stuff you know he takes that time to do that and that 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 is that is hugely respectful and kind of him
2: he did it for me when i first started out because i i joined in on one of his lives and he like obviously called me out to welcome into the chat so i stuck around for a bit then after that live he followed me and liked like pretty much every video i'd done up to that point point. and it was yeah. like he actually came into my profile after his live to give me that follow and
0: like my shit and that was cool yeah yeah definitely level of respect that needs to be shown more and, uh, you know, I aspire to, I try to do the same thing um, when people come on my videos. I try to get back to everyone. Uh, but I also try to make sure I do content as well that people enjoy. So sometimes I'll record a video and I'll watch it back. and I'm like, oh, no, I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> and <I> no <laughs> new plan. And now I'll, I'll, I'll kind of write down on my notes be like, come on, George, think of a good video. <laughs> <laughs> what do I, I post? Approach- <laughs>
2: Look, I strategically named myself Average so then that way I can just put out whatever content and it's Average and it fits the name. You know, i got this down pack. <laughs> it's <the> Bill.
3: <laughs> I, t- I, t- I think from my first first few videos, I was very much like, right, I've got to have this kind of like, you know, I've got to kind of try and do something that people find relevant and like they'll like. And I was just like, no. And now I'm just like, I'm just going to film any old crap. Yeah. Like, I like it, and if I like it, someone else will like it. So, you know, yeah, if the numbers don't go up, the numbers don't go up. You know, I, I don't really care, I'm just I'm putting it out there, and some people will appreciate it. Yeah,
0: that's it. Um, should we move on to the QA part of the uh, the podcast?
2: Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Do you have the questions oh. up or do you want me to get them? Uh, I've I've got them. Uh, Lovely. I have one on mine, so I'll come to that after.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So, Kane, you can join in this. Yeah, man. Uh, Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) we can get all your questions, all your answers (laughs) on (laughs) this. Just make sure you don't have (laughs) a nap.
2: Just bring him on the podcast so he
4: can sleep. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's good listening to you guys being so passionate about this. That's, that's It's good to listen to. Well,
2: if you're All liking right. it, sorry, other people on. are going anyway, to... Exactly.
0: You go, John. Uh, yeah, We're well, just going to... Oh, wait, no. That... Okay. It's not allowing me to copy in, but odds are free to make. So, I've got one from here from at xpro underscore saturn underscore five. Out of the loyal Primark, who would you like to see return first and who is... Most likely, giving the current lore, I personally would love Lehman Russ. Uh, I, agree. I agree with the answer there. Uh, Lehman Russ all the way.
3: I think, I think Lehman Russ is the one that makes the most sense. It's the one that wouldn't break story too much. So uh, I, I reckon it will be Lehman Russ that comes back first. Personally, you know, I'd like to see The Lion come back. Um, again, I don't think that would break story too much. I feel like, uh, and I feel like you know the Dark Angels. You know they deserve to have their Primark back, and maybe we find out actually what the you know what's going on with him and the like in the Rock and stuff, and what the Watchers yeah. of the Dark actually are and stuff like that. Yeah, it would be kind of cool. I know they've they've touched on the Watchers in the Dark a little bit, but there's not been much done on them, and I think it would be cool to like have him come back too.
4: Yeah, for sure. Kane. Really, I would agree with the the line coming back because I feel like they'd be able to develop that out a, a lot more with the Dark Angels, and it would have a lot of interesting aspects to
0: add at all. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, at, Croncraft has asked, what army would you suggest for someone who wants to get into forty k crafting wise and in terms of gameplay? Um, okay, now I'm going to be your typical uh, GW store uh person here and i'm gonna say space marines or generally any space marine faction whether that be you know space marines blood angels or even if it's chaos uh marines um just because i feel like they're very um space marine armies are very easy to play they're not too complicated when i started out i played craft eldar and i literally had so many issues trying to figure out what i was doing um, and then I bought a Space Wolf army, and everything kind of just fell through, like so much more simpler.
3: Yeah, I think I think Space Marines is is good because they're they're really they're mediocre at everything, but they can do everything. They're also really easy kits to put together, and they're reasonably easy to paint. So it gives you the kind of like a decent easy aspect on all of it. They're easy to play, they're easy to paint, they're easy to build their lore's reasonably fun to get into but again i mean the thing the thing is depending on how uh, how creative person you are orcs are also really easy to do yes and if you break orcs it still looks cool because they're meant to be like that you know they you know orcs and space marines they were the original back in the day with the ones that were in the box set yeah, um, sort of black. Uh, that probably. was that was that was the two easiest armies to learn, and I think today they still are the two easiest armies to learn.
2: I think. We'll say... I also think. Okay.
3: Uh, I think like when you're when you're going for like starting out, is you start out easy. Don't push yourself to go for the the highfalutin rules like stratagems and like battle tactics and stuff like that. Start out just learning how you roll dice with your army and do do easy things. Don't pressure yourself into being a competitive player straight away because a lot of people put pressure on themselves when they're starting out the hobby and they shouldn't.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think I I think with this edition they've done a good job of bringing Necrons to almost be a good starting point as well if you don't want to go down the normal good guy list, like they've simplified them enough but there's enough com- like complex stuff in there that you can grow into as a codex i think that's pretty cool but i think at the end of the day it really just comes down to what model do you think is the prettiest like what are you actually going to want to paint because you could get an army because we say space marines are the easiest to start with but if that's not what you want if you want normal human beings with cool tanks then get the guard you'll learn how to use them in your own time and if you really enjoy the models you'll stick to it
3: Ah, yeah. it's 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 the passion behind it as well. I think that's the thing. It's like if you're passionate about something in the the lore, I mean, I always advise people now to either read the lore or listen to the audiobooks <laughs> before they start the hobby because if they yeah. can delve into that and they get the the fuel for it, they'll find out what they
1: want to be army wise a lot quicker. yeah.
4: what about you, Kane? Um, all right. <laughs> Uh, the same as you guys, but I'm, I'm more like more leaning towards getting custodians because they're they're you know points per model. They are probably one of the most expensive armies out there. They're absolutely piss easy to paint. You just spray paint them gold and they're ready to go. <laughs> and they're they're also one of those armies where you can, if you really look into it, that. They're easy to play. Yeah, they're tough. They hit on twos, wound on, mostly wound on twos, that type of stuff. But if you really like, delve deep, they've got, like, the trickiest strategies of about a, you know, three-inch deep strike t- um, terminators and that type of stuff. And you can really probably – they're easy to play but hard to master. So it's it would be a good army just to start off with, get used to it. And then if you wanted to start getting deeper into it, you've, you've still kind of got a competitive aspect to it as well.
2: Yeah, and I think having the minimal models, like – it means they can get a fully painted army a lot quicker. Like orcs yeah. would be great, but a beginner trying to paint 120 orc boys would probably get burnt out pretty quick.
0: No, yeah, no. indeed. Um, which, which, it's it's funny how you speak about orcs because that reminds me. What, in your opinion, is the best 40k faction? <laughs> um, and that is from at the Last Wolf Eleven. Um, I mean,
3: they're de- they're they're definitely up there as one of the best.
4: Um, up there, son. They're feel, so iconic, feel, though. Yeah, they're,
3: they're 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 the original, the original bad guys. You know, they're 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 brilliant. They were, you know, they were made by the old ones. They're, they've got all, they've got a rich lore. They're hilarious. They're 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 pretty damn cool. I mean, personally, I mean, I think it, I think again, it's it's a subjective question because it's personal. this personal preference, really. I mean, what yeah. I think is the best forty k faction. You won't. You know, I, I like the Ultramarines because they're very Roman Empire, and I love the Romans. So you know, for me, they're the best.
2: And for me, I the like Go- Jakari because in fantasy, I've always liked dark elves, and these are dark elf space pirates. So for me, that's the coolest yeah, I mean,
0: thing out. The Goth- no, Eldar are really me. cool. You
1: know.
0: Is quite an interesting one because it's funny enough, an army that I actually do not collect. Um and I like them, I've always liked them. Um but it's it's a top two for me, and it's <laughs> um orcs is for me, I think, one of the best, as well as uh Black Templars. Um oh. just I love that whole kind of uh knights thing and just I like the whole idea of kind of like knights of the round table kind of thing and it's just um yeah it's very uh it's it's kind of very like a classic thing for me and and for some reason I get like proper like uh, I don't know if you guys ever played the game but Dante's Inferno vibes from like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah no I Templar. That. so uh Does that but,
3: mean you're yeah. starting a Templar army? <laughs>
0: Uh maybe. Um I'm I'm in debate just because I've got space puppies. Um but if I do I'll have a very small Templar army, uh just to co side along with the space wolves. Um yeah. but I've always loved black Templars. But see, I would paint them differently. I wouldn't have the main um base of them uh like you know how it's normally based on black and then all the other small details white in fact i would flip it around so it's like a so it's uh a, a, like a proper proper old traditional night right all right okay so like proper roman knight. yeah so that that's how like, i do it something you'd see out of uh like um oh, what's that i'm trying to think of that game that came out um for honor that's the one something right. like that oh, i'll have like the, like the full plate Kind of stuff, or like more just, of uh... a yeah, proper grills and everything, yeah. So
3: yeah like cool. like proper 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 arm right, armor, and then like just like
0: herald remarks and stuff like that. Yeah, do what oh, I can look, with like pretty... and stuff. Be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. Um, my
4: my favorite uh, armor would probably just be the good old Imperial Guard, just because <laughs> uh, just having the aspects of just a normal guy with you know, normal Joe out there rocking out against (laughs) what is out there is, yeah, I just think that blows my mind every single way, shape or
0: form. (laughs) I'm actually going to throw into my own question um, actually in this Q&A section um, about guards. What do... What do you, what do we think guardsmen eat? You know, do we think they grow like still do? Do we think they still grow like potatoes, fruit, and veg in the forty k universe, or is that just completely gone now? You know,
3: <laughs> it'll probably be like those kind of like dehydrated food packets. I would imagine. Exactly. Like protein crap. Really that like you add water to.
2: <laughs> they probably don't even feed guardsmen because it's like you'll be dead in fifteen minutes, so you don't need yeah. to eat.
0: Yeah. Show Nah. a minute. Chaos, what in? And
2: uh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of um, please, sir, can I have more? You have little Oliver come up. So, please, sir, can I have any?
4: Yeah. <laughs> come on, <laughs> <was> like, Nope. <laughs> A like commissar shits in the back of the head.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> eat, Lynn. Dare <There> you ask?
0: <laughs> Piss off! You're I don't my... my... <laughs> Um, that just for some reason that gives me like proper of mice and men vibes. Oh I... yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: no, Larry, you were <laughs> innocent.
0: There we go um at crunchy dump has asked what's the best way to fix semi-dried paint or not fully dried paint like slimy texture my mate left them open um depends how on the condition the only thing you could really do is water them down as far as i'm aware or i think games workshop have i think they sell like a liquid
3: Yeah, it's lamium medium
0: yeah it's
2: because i can't add a medium to it
3: yeah, if yeah, you add and, then... and medium to it, you you can. It basically it, it it leaves the paint a little bit thinner, but you thin it down anyway. So if you add in Lamy and medium to it and give it a good shake, so I had to do that with a couple of my whites, because the whites get really bitty and horrible. So I drop oh, I in like lamyum medium to Corax white and it fixes it up, right up.
0: Well, that's a very common one of Corax white though. I mean, I've, I got a new one not too long ago, like a couple of weeks back and it's already like slowly drying up. And yeah. that's G-GW not G-GW a can't, GW can't make white anymore. Ceramite,
3: Ceramite yeah. white was the best white, white on the market and they don't make it anymore. It's ridiculous. They, they can't make white paint. It's horrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what white paint do you mm-hmm. use then? Because I know there's some other use, companies. I still use
3: GW stuff but it's thinned down yeah. to like with Lamium medium to the ridiculous right. Extent, um, and I just layer it because they they just can't make white paint.
1: Like
3: yeah, I guess like white scar and corax both clump and they're mm. both betty and horrible. So unless you do something to them out of the pot, pot, you just they're just crap. Yeah. But I I had a I had like four pots of ceramite white, and I've only just ran out. So I was using
1: ceramite white before that, just because it's so, like it's the it's the best white paint I've ever used. Talking about paints though.
0: At GREE one two three four six, as asked if you could have any five colors in the space marine color scheme, what would they be? And McCrack, I'll let you kick this one off as uh, you you were talking about your white paints.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah, it's it's a ceramite way for sure. If they remade that, I'd be a very happy bunny. Um, (laughs) But you know, I mean, it's like you can't you can't pick five. I mean, are we talking? Are we just talking like? Plain plain colors because like you, you can't just have five colors. Like if you well, you, you, it, you, you,
0: you, importantly, that's all it says. It doesn't say like a mix, so I'm assuming they they said any five colors. So I'm no, assuming this will cool. be a meter of like base layer in washes and stuff. Ah, right, fair enough. That's like, so. will so be like, yeah, that's like, well,
3: definitely like, it's blue because like I have the ultramarines. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will be like white, blue, red, gold, a little bit of leather work. You know. <laughs> like browns and whatever
2: I'd go um, black, silver, blue probably a skin flesh and red and that's just because I'm looking at my
0: death watch at the moment nah, <laughs> death watch um, I would probably try and do like um, just because I think it would be interesting like uh, a, a very turquoise type theme um So probably variants of blues and greens, maybe hints of like white and black, and here and there to uh, highlight so, other so areas. Under the,
3: under the sea theme,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like like if if you've seen the film like uh Lava Boy and Shark Girl, just like yeah. there you go, <laughs> something <laughs> like that maybe, or have them all SpongeBob Space Marines. That sounds awesome. That would oh, be great. Okay. Just, 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 be just great. tap them. Spongebob running around. Okay, like, imagine just... Okay, now I might do a, a really terrible impression here, but just imagine just like a, a Spongebob Space Marine going around, just
1: like <laughs>
0: just like with a bolt gun.
1: <laughs>
0: I imagine that to be the
2: sound of his chainsaw.
4: <laughs> like, is it laughing or is that a chainsaw
0: gun? <laughs> no, I feel it's... like the chainsaw would be Patrick, it would just be like lean 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 lee.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and every every bolt gun shot is just Squidward complaining.
3: Every 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 space marine comes with their own like little Imperial Guardsman that's basically in the shape of a Patrick. <laughs>
0: stays beside <laughs> him the whole time starfish is there
1: like
0: oh god you, have you have... A big tank of walking chum buckets <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, genius that's a crossover
2: like... i never thought i'd see no no the crossover
3: we should probably never see <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, then again, the other day I seen someone paint a Mr. Blobby space uh space marine, and I'm like, oh, I used to have my space horse painted as Mr. Blobby. Uh, I used to have Mr. Blobby space horse, and then I got rid of him. And then someone else done it on TikTok. I was like, oh, yes, the reminisce. I, I wanted to do my little
3: pony themed death guard. Yes, because
0: breathing pony <laughs> stuff for his. Uh, <laughs> Grey Knights, I think. I think Papagree did pony stuff for his grey Knights.
3: Oh, Alright, no, I haven't seen it.
0: I
2: yeah, he did like all different color grey knights for kill team squad. Nice. Not I have a, a question it. here on my video. It's from Omega Alpha. Will they enter Dent uh, words Will they enter Dante when he eventually dies or just let him rest? Um I think his too much of an asset to just let him rest. Like if he ever died, he'd be shoved so quickly into a dreadnought. Oh yeah, so, yeah. hands down. like, like they'd just be like, oh look, just get in there because like he's one of the oldest Marines, so they just wouldn't let him go.
3: That's the thing yeah. as well, like what he means to the Blood Angels as well. It's like, yeah, you
1: know, they're not. Well, gonna
2: yeah, because he carries the mask of Sanguinea, so if he died. They'd want to still keep that going, so you'd have a dreadnought yeah. with Sanguinius's mask on it.
0: Yeah. I mean, sure. that like, would be pretty sick. He is the Lost Boys of the Blood Angels. He's like, nah, just give me some of that Imperium blood, and I'm good for the Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: So that's 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 an interesting one. It's like if you were a Space Marine. Would you want to be interred as a dreadnought or would you just want to die?
2: No, um, I, mean, I just okay. want to
1: die. Dreadnoughts are cool.
2: The emo yeah. in me wants the pain of being a dreadnought,
0: so <laughs> I've You've not just suffered enough. <laughs> <wrong now. laughs> You've just got my chemical romance on the dreadnought just all these you listen to. <laughs> I'd have I'd know, have
2: the two, two... I'd have two close combat like fists and every time they wake me up, I'd just be fist pumping like just <laughs> <the> pain yeah.
4: <laughs> oh man. Just uh, wake up to Tanisha's D. This is a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm a dreadnought. You, you gotta know. believe. <laughs>
1: uh, oh
4: man. Oh dear. Man
2: um so correct me if i'm wrong but ross jordan told me something about you did some work for mini wargaming
3: yeah i uh, th- th- thought that was going to come up <laughs> yeah and no, i i emailed him out of the blue and basically said i wanted to do like narrative work and um yeah. dave was like send me some stuff uh i sent him some of my like tiktok stuff and he was like can you send me stuff that isn't attached to a video so i recorded some stuff for him and sent it over and then he sent me like some scripts and asked me to do like voiceover work with it. Uh I did that and um he basically he really liked it and he was gonna he said he was gonna use it. It hasn't come it hasn't come out yet. Uh
2: right.
3: and because they're so behind schedule, I don't know if it will. Um
2: but so I have it was the recording na- of, it was for a narrative I, I have campaign. Mean
3: mean me, me, it was meant to it was meant to be I think it was meant to be used as part of their Battlefleet Gothic campaign they were planning on doing. Okay. Yeah. Um, because they were planning on doing a big kind of like Battlefleet gothic and then 40k ground battles, kind of big campaign, but I don't think it's coming fruition yet.
2: Yeah. Well, um, COVID set them really far behind. I remember that they went. Yeah. Ages no. When I spoke when I spoke filming. to
3: Dave, when I spoke to Dave, um, initially when I said when was it coming out, they were like three months behind schedule. Yeah. Um, at that point, so if it doesn't come out, it doesn't come out. But they bought me a microphone, so you know. Oh, that's sick! Yeah, <laughs> uh, Dave uh-huh. basically bought me as a thank you for helping them out, like with, with doing that sort of thing. So it was it was really nice. Um, but yeah, no, he's a, he's a genuinely sound guy. Like he's watched he watched my he watched my battle report on YouTube and gave me some feedback on it and stuff like that. So
1: that's uh, yeah, Dave.
2: Dave seems like a very cool guy. Like, a,
1: you know, he does you know, he does the train of chaos. What was that?
3: Like his. You know how he does his train of Chaos every week where he interviews people? Yeah. Yeah, well, he video-chatted me, and it was pretty much like being on a train of Chaos because he video-chatted me from the office where he does it.
2: Yeah, right. That's so I, was,
3: cool. I, was, I was fanboying all over the place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, fanboy. hey, minimal gaming days. If you listen, and we would love you as a guest on the podcast. Okay.
2: Mate, imagine. My life would be so complete if we could get him on one of these podcasts. Do you reckon... With everyone in the TikTok community, we could get that to happen. Yeah, if if do, we. Do, do you want me to Twitter. email him? I mean, I wouldn't say no. That'd be that would literally I'm, make my life. I, <laughs> I mean, if you want see. me to,
3: I can email him and see if he'll. Come email on. Him.
2: I would take I mean, back we... my dreadnought comment because I'd be more than happy to die after that point.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> bring him an email and see what he says.
0: Man, I, I, I appreciate that so much because of mini wargaming, Dave, like as soon as I started my thousand of I'm like, right, I'm getting a Defy. Like I need a defi. <laughs> my, my favorite series was life is a wargamer. And then like the yes. fact that I don't see any episodes anymore of this. I'm like,
1: no,
2: <laughs> but there's it's... so much more good content there.
0: I think uh, so dude. many of
2: us began with mini wargaming. Like when I was starting to get back into it, I just remember watching all the how to paint space wolves. And that's what kept me motivated in the hobby. And it was just from there, watching the battle reports, like, yeah, it was just incredible. It helped me get back into it and really stay into it.
0: And, okay, so, like, I've, I've been watching war wargaming since I was, like, uh, I think I was 13 or 14. So it was, like, yeah. 10 years I've been watching their content on YouTube, like, consistently. Um, it's, it's been like, amazing oh, um, to even watch them grow like from
2: real early on their old studio into the one they had recently and now the bunker like to watch them grow like that has been something awesome it's such a shame that they finished the bunker just in time for covid
3: yeah it was it was it was it was bad it was bad timing but you know they're still doing well yeah so you know they're 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 not going anywhere anytime soon, and they are, they're they're they best they're the best at what they do. You know there's no there's no there's no company out there that's better than them. They, they, they just they, they, people just don't come close. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even like even like play on tabletop, which are phenomenal. You know they they do brilliant battle reports. They still don't have the same feel as mini wargaming. Yeah. And nah, like, do.
2: yeah, I feel like mini wargaming definitely set the bar, especially like and helped. Even just Warhammer on YouTube in general, because they were able to like spearhead a lot of it. And now, a lot of these other ones, like Tabletop Tactics, Play On, and all those, they do really, really well. But like Mini Wargaming were just doing it before. Yeah,
3: all these other companies are standing on the shoulder of giants. You know, they are. <laughs> yeah. Like Mini Wargaming, Mini Wargaming made battle reports what they are. Yeah. Everyone else is just benefiting from it. And the thing is I find like having had personal contact with Dave, Dave's Dave will do anything to help anyone that he can if he's got the time to do it. And yeah. he owns a one of the biggest YouTube one of the biggest like Warhammer war gaming YouTubes out there. Uh Liam Dempsey, who runs deployments on TV and uh, works with Winters SEO, massive shout out to him as well. He was the one that actually gave me the confidence to actually start doing the battle reports on YouTube because he coached yeah. me through it and he's a genuinely sound guy as well. Most of the guys who run their YouTube channels will help if they can. And I think yeah. that again is given back to the community. You know, well, I that just think- ex-
2: Yeah. Sorry. It, it just extends off what we're saying with TikTok. like real genuine people that are actually trying to help out other people in the community are definitely like what makes this so great.
3: Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing to think like, I mean like they don't have to do it, But they do, and that's 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 what makes it important. You know, they 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 give back to the people who support them because they know that they know. Without us, they said, I mean, everyone says that. Without us, they don't get to do what they do. Yeah, because we support them, we watch their videos, we we subscribe to their channels, we we, we, you know we interact with with their with their with their social media posts. So we we are we are their community. We make them who they are. So a lot of them know that, and that's important to them. Yeah. GW realized just how important all these like battle report channels are. Yeah. Hence why sure. they've not gone, you can't do battle reports anymore.
2: <laughs> it would hurt them way too much if they did that.
3: Uh, yeah. It would, it would ruin them, I think. Cause I think a lot of their business has come from how big the YouTube community is.
2: Yeah. Well, without the YouTube, I probably would have lost interest in the hobby when it was just me. So.
3: Yeah. I mean, the, the, watching youtube and watching mini war gaming got me through covid yeah you know i was watching battle reports was what kept me motivated to paint stuff and build stuff so without that i would have been lost you know
2: well has anyone else got anything they want to talk about
1: um i've not got much else
0: um but uh i think on the basis of what we covered that um you know, it just really does go to show how when we bump heads and you know, put our mindsets together, we could really build a strong community off Warhammer and I feel like it helps welcoming new players because when I was a new player in 4 K, you uh, as far as I'm aware, um there weren't really a community uh, as far as I, I had known. It was you'd rock up to a local games workshop and you would kind of just meet people you got to know but i feel like over time and i think it's a big thanks to any war gaming that there is now this community of people who play warhammer and know each other from tiktok now or instagram or whatever socials you use um and i feel like we're you know we're slowly taking down these gatekeepers and it's it's great to see Like,
3: I remember when I was younger, I mean, I, like, we're going back. When I started, I was 13. So that was 24 years ago. And, um, you know, there was very little. If you didn't go to a club, you would never know what Warhammer was. Like, I remember going, and even at the club we went to, there was only, like, two or three people playing it. And that's how I got into it. Uh, we, were, so we, were talk- we weren't talking young guys here we were talking these guys were in their late 40s who were playing it and it wasn't like when we were at the club it wasn't considered something the younger guys did you know we played we played like uh, card games and did a little bit of D&D but the war game inside of it was all guys in their 40s yeah. and then um, the younger guys didn't talk to them and I just went over one day and went can you tell me what this is and how to play it and like, even then, the help they gave me, like, getting free stuff and showing how to paint stuff and stuff, it was, it, was, it was even then. But you had to go to these places to find out what it was. Now it's everywhere. You know, it's, it's, it's in magazines and shops. You know, you can go and pick up the the new Imperium and stuff like that. There's a, there's, there's a lot more. It's on telly. <laughs> I mean, like, sure. the Imperium ads are on TV. I mean, never had that when I was younger. So the support for the hobby now with like Warhammer Plus coming out and I mean, Warhammer Plus is only going to get better. You know, give it like six months, there'll be so much content on there. You won't know what to do with it. And I I feel like the support now for the hobby is there. It's our job to help that out by helping the noobs come into it and feel welcome and feel like they're part of a bigger community. So, they're not as intimidated by people going, Oh, why are you playing Warhammer? What's that? You know, I feel like they'll go, Well, there's always going to be people like that, but I've got my community behind me and they're supporting me. And that's our job as as
0: gamers to do that. And I feel like 100% in in regards to all these hobbies and everything else, like, don't get me wrong, everyone's entitled to an opinion. Absolutely fine. Like, you know, even if you're just a generic gamer with your PC or a console, it doesn't matter. You're all, you're all gaming at the end of the day. It's the same with Warhammer. It doesn't matter what arm you play, it doesn't matter what you do. As long as you enjoy the hobby, that's what counts. You know, there's no point like low blowing people into what you're doing and be like, oh, well, that's childish or whatever. Yeah. So I'm freaking what? If you enjoy it, that's fine. I mean, if, if people are going to insult you for what you enjoy, then clearly that says a lot about themselves. At the end of the day, it's all about throwing positivity and just doing what you've got
2: to do. At the end of the day, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, they are happiness comes from yourself, and if other people are that unhappy that they need to bring you down, that's not your fault.
3: Well we we had we had like I had, like I opened a club in my hometown, and we we've got like our Facebook page and stuff like that. And we had somebody come on the other night. who wasn't a member on the group, but he was a friend of one of the members in the group. Now these are these these are Navy lads. And one of the guys comes to the club, and one of them is an ex-sailor who comes to the club. And he'd been putting up po- pictures of him. Like he's a Sigmar like, progress. And this guy decided to just start ripping into him. Calling him sad and saying he was pathetic and stuff like that. And it's like, you're not even part of this group. What are you doing? And this, this, this is not a young guy. This is is this this was, this, was a, this was a 40-year-old man <laughs> taking a rip out of a, a guy in his like 20s. You, know, you expect better from like an adult, but sometimes you know people are people. But I feel it's like in our entire little community, like there's not a lot of us, but we all rallied around them and like well, get you know, blocked the guy from the group and like supported that guy. And I think that's a that kind of microcosm of what we need to do in the macro. You know, we need to be that group of people for those guys who are getting bullied for wanting to be in the hobby. You know, so they you know they can come back to us and go like, ah, oh, guys, I'm struggling with us i'm being bullied for it blah, blah 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 you know so they know they've got somewhere to go and talk and i think tiktok is a great way to do that because it's more accessible and mainstream you know the community can be really vibrant on there
2: right who would who would have guessed that it was tiktok too so like tiktok to me was just young teenagers doing dances and coming up with shit out uh, And, like, they were talking about it in my workplace, and I got it for a bit, and then I came across the community. I was like, what the hell? Like, this is actually a thing. So I got on board with it, and even to this day, it still blows my mind that, like, this great community is on TikTok. Yeah, it's
1: it's,
0: it's crazy. It's crazy. I've always said to people that join my live streams as well, it's like, if you guys want to chat, even if it's just, like, a generic message, if anyone's feeding no Here's a link to my Discord. If you want to private message me, go for it. And even on TikTok, you know, I've had I've had a fair few people private messaging on TikTok saying like, "Man, I'm feeling a bit low. I just need a chat." Yeah, fine. You know, it takes five ten minutes just to brighten up someone's day. You know, there's right. the smallest of chat to do anything. And you know, I will happily take time out of my day to help or support anyone in any possible way I can, within yeah, reason. It's, that it's... Is. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 free
3: to be a dickhead it's free yeah. you know it doesn't cost anything to be nice it doesn't cost anything to keep your nose out but also with the whole like people feeling low as i said i mean i've 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 struggled with depression like my whole life and you know i think in the community our community as well it, it's 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 fairly it's fairly frequent for people like in our our community to suffer from depression and I feel again nobody really talks about it and I, I, think think it's
1: it's subject, yeah.
3: I think it's important for us all to know that we've got each other's backs I mean I've, I've had a rough week this week but I, thankfully I've got a massive support group around me that, that take care of me my family are really good and my friends are really good but you know even at that you can still have rough weeks you know where you just feel like you're not good enough or you're not worth it, or the world would be a better place without you and I mean, it's probably not true, but you know you still feel that way
1: 100%. and sometimes you
3: feel so alone, even though you're surrounded with people, and I feel like you know you need to watch out for the signals with people, and people need to know that they've got a place they can come to and talk to us yeah, Indeed.
0: definitely it's so important to uh, in uh, to and Even if you don't do 40k and for anyone listening to this podcast, even if you're just a generic listener or anything, it's so important to find even like even an interest you have and find a community you can join with a bunch of people and you could just laugh and chill with. Because there are always gonna be out there who have common interests in you and who are also willing to help. Yeah. And in saying that, look, I think I speak for all of us when
2: I say like anyone listening to this podcast that is struggling like we're all here if you need a chat I'm sure any one of us is more than willing to have a chat with you like even if it's just something little, talk about the hobby get you distracted like you know sometimes that's all you just need it's just something else yep.
3: it's important it's important to talk even if it's not about the thing that you're struggling with it's important to talk to someone so you know there's someone in the world that is going to listen to you exactly I, and if you do, if you do need to talk about the thing that is bothering you, I'm sure any of us will happily talk to you. But the key thing is speak to somebody.
2: Yeah. Just mm-hmm. don't, don't keep it to yourself. Don't just bottle it all up. No, it never ends well. No, it does. Well, I think on that wholesome note, that's enough for today. So it's going to be a big episode, but. I want to thank cool. Kane and Ross for both of you for coming on. This was a really good episode. I'm excited for it. Yeah, thanks
4: yeah, very much, thanks, guys. Thanks for being with
1: It was so a it
2: was pleasure Andy. to be here. Make <laughs> sure the listeners, if you're on Spotify, give us a follow. Um, we're starting to really get some views, uh, Listen, sorry, which is really cool. And if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe.
0: Yeah. And if you have TikTok, follow the man from a crag Average oh, War Gaming yeah. and myself, the War Gamer One Win One, and Kane. If you've got any plugs for yourself where people could follow you at all, yeah, yep,
2: yep. <laughs> <laughs> His house is on 123 uh, one, Fake Street, so we can go yeah. follow him there. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> also, if you want to follow my YouTube channel, it's Wardroom Bat Reps.
4: Yes, definitely definitely do that.
1: that. Anyway, until next time. Let the
0: dice rolls be anything but average. My man.